Number six is that it's okay to not always do your best. Again, this might sound very strange for me to say, but it's probably some of the hardest things that I've had to learn. And it's something that frustrates me like into my core. I hate it when someone tells me, as long as you've done your best, that's all that matters. And I get that the principle of what that, like the the reason that people say that is, um, that it's okay if our best is not always actually the best. But what I hear when when someone says that is like you need to always be giving a hundred percent, and I I fundamentally disagree with that. Like we don't have to always give our best. We don't have to always be the best mom, the best psychologist the best friend the best daughter the best human being um sometimes it's okay to actually decide to keep parts of yourself to yourself welcome back to inside your head i'm gonna start with your host and today i'm gonna be going solo this week i've been listening to glennon doyle's podcast we can do hard things the name first of all is genius and (laughs) i was thinking like wow why did I not think of a name like that? Um, so good on you, Glennon. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's just, it strikes such a, a chord with me and it's something that I can really relate to. Um, and last night I had a, a heart-to-heart discussion with my husband about just life and things that's difficult and finding myself in spaces that's sometimes uncomfortable and feeling emotional and overwhelmed and And after having that discussion, I decided that it's really, really important for me to maybe talk about this topic. Um, Glennon inspired me to try and be authentic and try and and share a bit of myself and maybe my experience. And I'm hoping that this can be a reminder to each and every person that's listening that we all can do hard things and, and that life's hard, but that it's possible for us to get through. We all have to face hard things in life and that can be scary as hell and a lot of times I, I find myself asking myself or the universe, the world, um, what the point of all of this is and what's the point of all of the hard things that we have to go through. And honestly, a lot of times I really don't have an answer for that. It's it's overwhelming. And as I reflect on the past few years of my life, I kind of feel like this has been the motto internally and probably something that I've had to tell myself a lot of times is, Crystal, you can do hard things. I often struggle to believe in myself and I struggle to believe that I can get through things and I kind of set my life up in a way where there's always other people who can deal with the hard things for me and I don't necessarily have to be the one dealing with it. Um, the younger the younger me, like being 16 or 18 years old, had obviously big goals for myself as I think most people do, but none of them were to do hard things. Definitely not. So like if I think about my younger self, my younger self aspired to be successful, to go to university, to be top of my class, to do something that I think people would respect and value, um, to make a fair amount of money, to buy nice things, to travel. All of those, I think, kind of like the stock standard, what society has taught us a good life looks like. The younger me definitely did not aspire to deal with loss, to deal with people in my life dying, passing away, some people not necessarily dying, but leaving and not being there. And um, 
yeah, those are things that's hard. I, I didn't aspire to start a business at that point. And that came with employing people and feeling like I'm literally holding their lives in my hands and that I'm so responsible for them being able to pay their bills, never mind me having to pay my own bills. I didn't think about things like um, becoming a parent. I thought of becoming a parent, but I didn't think of that that came with actually giving birth to a baby, going through contractions, <laughs> sitting with um, the the being scared of what will everything be fine with this baby. I didn't think of things like um, what it would look like after when I get home with a baby and, and the responsibility that comes with making decisions to raise a healthy, decent human being and, and what that would mean for me personally and all of the fears that I would have to face and all of my own unresolved issues that I would have to face. Um, the younger me didn't think about experiencing difficult things in my life where people close to me go through difficult things and I'm left helpless and kind of standing on the sideline and not being able to help them to get through it and just having to watch them get through it and be there for them regardless. I definitely didn't think about things like disappointing other people or other people disappointing me and this happening on an ongoing basis over and over again. Um one of the things that I've always hated and tried to avoid, but that has become a part of the hard things that I need to deal with is to accept that sometimes I'm the bad guy. And there's always this thing of, well, you you can't control other people's narrative. And so sometimes you are going to be the bad guy in someone else's story. But what I'm referring to is actually being the bad guy, not just oh, I'm the bad guy in their story, but I know that I'm actually not. Realizing, shit, I actually was the bad guy and actually... I did make the wrong judgment call and I failed and I maybe responded in a way that I'm now embarrassed about or that I feel shameful of. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't prepare to be scared and to be uncertain about things. I, I prepared to be a person that can like always have security and certainty and not necessarily have to deal with um, anxiety and and that has been a part of my life and that's been some of the hard things and somehow though this whole list of things that I've just mentioned has become the very things that I feel really really proud of I really don't care that much about the the nice things or the achievements as I thought I would and they really don't bring as much satisfaction as I thought they would instead though I'm feeling or I'm finding myself often just sitting back, reflecting and, and, and realizing, wow, I actually can do hard things. Actually, I thought that I was a person that can't persevere just because I can't like go for a run of take 10 kilometers and I easily give up. And so I have this narrative of I can't do hard things. But hard things are not just physical um, exercise necessarily. Hard things are taking risks and hard things are being brave and not knowing and facing uncertainties and that's something that I feel really good about. Um, so I want to share today um, some of the things that I've learned, some of the things that I've seen while I've surprised myself with what I can actually do and what I can actually survive. Um, yeah, some of the, if we want to call it lessons that I've learned. And, and I'm hoping that some of this can be helpful 
to someone who might be finding themselves in a hard place at this moment. So firstly, the number one thing that comes to mind is that not all things last forever. And I know that this is so cliche. I've experienced moments where I feel really hopeless or feel really down and negative, if I can call it that. Um, and I'm feeling consumed by that. And then I have to really remind myself that everything blows over. So sometimes I'm lucky and that happens within a few hours and my mood has changed and sometimes it lasts for a few days or sometimes it lasts for a few weeks. But it does blow over and it doesn't last forever. And wherever you are right now, I think it's important to remind yourself whether or not you are in a good place or in a bad place. It's not going to last forever. Unfortunately, not even the good stuff lasts forever. Secondly, the only way is to get through. There's no way around it. There's no way over, around, above. It's only about getting through. It's about facing those scary things. I've probably become the master in my life <laughs> with avoidance and with really um, not facing things and, and setting things up in a way so that I don't have to face hard situations. Because if I always do everything right, then you never have to deal with anything that's hard, right? This probably has been the hardest lesson for me and I've had to learn to face things even when I feel like I don't have what it takes to do so. Um, but I've also really realized that it does get easier each time. The first time someone threatened me with a lawsuit, I literally almost pooped my pants and it's been like I, I, I'm that person when the traffic police pulls me over I feel like there's drugs in my <laughs> in my car or like they're going to find something and I did something wrong and so I'm always prepared for the worst case scenario and and so when things do not go the way that I planned it is really stressful and I think that for a lot of people it is stressful and we often feel like that means the end of the world like when we got a bad review for our website or when I have um some some emails from clients who's unhappy with whatever things Psych Central did maybe um, or some of the procedures then my first response is kind of like well it's the end of the world we're not doing a good service we're not doing what people need and I really had to to learn to not avoid those things and and I've seen that it really becomes easier the more you face it so answering that email replying to that message answering the phone call, um, getting back to that person, it helps because the problem becomes more digestible and the problem becomes something that's workable and manageable. And sometimes it's not necessarily resolved, but it, it's something that, that I can do something with. And the more I avoid, the more I realized it really becomes this massive, massive thing in my mind and it totally consumes me. And, and with facing it, it becomes something that I can, I can get through. Number three is that everything happens for a reason. Now, I know that that's something that not everyone would agree with. And, and I'm very, I'm definitely not taking it lightly in terms of, well, everything happens for a reason. So if someone gets raped, that that was for a reason. Like, I think that a lot of times we don't, we don't understand why bad things happen and we don't have to find a reason for that. But I think that that radical acceptance of everything that happens in my life needed to happen whether or not it was comfortable but it was something that I needed to go through in order to prepare me for something in my life or to 
teach me a lesson that I needed to learn um, or for me to have to, to learn to deal with uncomfortable p- situations or positions. It is something that's there and, and that it's not about me arguing why I shouldn't be going through it, but it's about finding a way to go through it. It's literally helped me to get through some of the toughest scenarios of my life. And I've learned to focus on what I need to learn from each obstacle I face and what meaning I can get from that really scary and tough situation. Sometimes that also means accepting that things don't work out the way that I wanted to, but that things needed to work out the way that they had in order for me to get where I need to. And so when I get home and I tell Ruve like this happened and I don't know why and like it's frustrating and life is unfair, he's always telling me, like, yes, it is unfair and it's hard and, and I can see that you're overwhelmed, but try and just sit back and, and say, like, well, if no one ever pissed me off, I never would have had to learn how to communicate or I never would have had to learn to be assertive and to actually stand up for myself. And so instead of focusing on the the why and, and that I don't want to be there, I need to, well, I've learned to focus on how do I rescue myself and how do I get through this and and the the radical acceptance is really something that I think is is crucial in my life number four is that acceptance is key which is part of this radical acceptance but I think not just radical acceptance of the situation but also of myself my shortcomings my fears and my needs and that continues to be such a big challenge as I assume it is for most of us I've really realized that the more I try to fight myself and be what I think I should be, the harder things become and and it really just spirals from there. The surprising thing is that the more that we accept ourselves, the more manageable things become. And this is so so counterintuitive. I think that I, I see this a lot with my clients as well, where people will tell me, but if I if I'm feeling angry and now you're telling me just accept that I'm angry, then I'm going to be this miserable person and I'm going to be aggressive and that's obviously not the goal. But the the contrary is actually true. If you allow yourself to be angry, for example, you are, you're not necessarily walking around with this heaviness. And, and yes, we don't allow ourselves, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be destructive and disrespectful and all of those things. But there's so much relief that comes with allowing yourself to release some of that emotion, to accept that maybe you are a pleaser and maybe you are not necessarily the leader or the person that wants to call the shots and that maybe that's okay to be the supporting act. Maybe it's okay if you are not always what society has taught us is a strong and admirable and successful person. Because maybe that's that's not all that there is to life. Like maybe it's okay that we're not all the same and maybe it's okay for that reason that you don't meet the expectations that you you feel society is putting on you or that your loved ones are putting on you. And and so when I talk about acceptance here, yeah, it's really about accepting yourself and how you feel and your, your lived experience. Number five is to expose yourself. Get out of that comfort zone. Um, my husband often asks me if I wish that I maybe married someone else who's less <laughs> like a roller coaster and um, someone who doesn't necessarily always push the boundaries and and change things as often because that's really a, a crucial and big part of our lives. And honestly, sometimes I wish that I just had a week or a month where 
everything stayed exactly the same and I didn't have to think about change and I didn't have to adapt. But it's also those very things that that really has pushed me so much to grow. And it's, for example, one of the things that has led to me being an entrepreneur, which is not something that I would have ever done. I'm the My profile is the person that works for an employer and that has a job and that's maybe employee of the month, but not necessarily taking a risk and, and being out there and um, dealing with uncertainty. And, and now it is actually something that I find so much value in. And I actually think I'm, I'm quite good at it. And I have um, good ideas and, and I inspire people and I can work with people. And I, it, it's so satisfying to me to provide a space where people can find um, like they can play a meaningful role and they can find meaning in their profession. And so yeah, exposing myself has been very scary, but it's been very necessary and it's been something that's been very rewarding. Number six is that it's okay to not always do your best. Again, this might sound very strange for me to say, but it's probably some of the hardest things that I've had to learn and it's something that frustrates me like into my core. I hate it when someone tells me, as long as you've done your best, that's all that matters. And I get that the principle of what that, like the the reason that people say that is um, that it's okay if our best is not always actually the best. But what I hear when when someone says that is like you need to always be giving a hundred percent, and I I fundamentally disagree with that. Like we don't have to always give our best. We don't have to always be the best mom, the best psychologist the best friend the best daughter the best human being um sometimes it's okay to actually decide to keep parts of yourself to yourself and I think that sometimes it's okay to to say like I'm giving 50% because I need to preserve myself and I need to um I need to choose where I invest myself there's there's this book the subtle art of not giving a fuck and the the guy that wrote it I can't, Mark Manson, I think is his name. Um, one of the chapters is you need to decide how many fucks you have to give and where you give it. And I think that that's something that's so, so powerful is that we need to really decide how and, and, and where we invest our energy and that that's something that's in our control. I think... Um, yeah, now I'm, I'm kind of overthinking me saying fuck. <laughs> but anyway, um, number seven is try to just be a, a good enough person. This idea is derived from Winnicott, who's a, a big theorist in the psychology field, who has the concept of the good enough, good enough mother. And this is defined as where an infant does not need their caregiver to be perfect, but rather just good enough being responsive and attentive to the needs of their baby, not all of the time, but a good enough amount of the time. And it was really in my internship at StatContain that someone, well, one of my supervisors um, brought this idea to my attention where, where she told me that I don't have to be the perfect psychologist. I don't have to always understand my clients always have it figured out, always know what their problems are and how to help them um, and feel like I, I gave them the right amount of empathy and that they feel all good after a session, which obviously is the ideal. But she said to me that 
it's more important that I just give them a good enough experience. And what that might look like is that they might figure out that I'm not the right fit for them and that that's fine. But having a good enough experience means that they would still consider doing therapy with someone else. A good enough experience is I didn't ruin the experience of therapy for them where they go, this person fell asleep while they were supposed to listen to me or this person didn't give me what I needed and they judged me and um, and so I'm never going to go to a psychologist again. A good enough experience is, is purely about saying, it's okay if I miss some things in my interaction because people don't just give us one chance. They give us a second and a third and a fourth chance and if we miss things, they'll continue to mention it. And that's also something in our, our real life that, well, real life in inverted commas, but like in my personal life that I've applied is, there's opportunity for me to repair ruptures in my relationships. And it's okay if sometimes I disappoint someone. It's okay if I don't meet their needs. It's okay if I, um, yeah, if I fail and if I sometimes do something to offend them. Obviously not, it, not on purpose, but it's something that is basically bound to happen. And that I would get a second and a third chance. Number eight is the good does not eliminate the bad and the bad does not eliminate the good. This can really mess with your mind. Um, if you're one of my clients, you've probably very likely 100% um, I've told this to you because I think that it's something that I've told most of my clients is that life is not black and white and the good does not eliminate the bad and the bad does not eliminate the good because it's really a principle that I try and apply in my life and that I've learned is very necessary. I think often we feel like we have such a big need for things to be good and perfect. And so if we don't have it good and perfect, that that means that it's not good at all. But the reality is that we we experience these conflicting feelings at the same time. So you can be really happy in a relationship, but also feel unhappy with some things. You can really love yourself, but there can also be parts of yourself that you, you don't love or that you are struggling with and that, that you need to work on. Um, you can feel very scared, but very excited at the same time. And it's not a case of, well, a, a good example maybe even is you can be depressed and also be happy. Being depressed does not mean that you are unhappy with everything in your life. Being depressed can coexist with happiness. And I think a lot of times people even struggle with this in terms of loss, where it feels like, well, this person has died and so I can't just go on with life and I can't be happy. And I think for a long time, um, it is difficult to be happy again. But it is also possible to sit with that loss and to grieve the loss of that person and, and find moments of happiness and pockets of joy and that it's not necessarily meaning that you've forgotten that person or that you've moved on, but it's it's meaning that you are finding ways to coexist with the pain and the hurt. And I guess that that's the goal in life with for me with a lot of things is it's about learning to coexist with the uncomfortable feelings. Number nine is that you can change your mind. Um, it's really never too late to change your mind. And yes, changing your mind does come with some consequences, which you need to be able to face, but it's possible. And I think often people feel like once they've made a decision that there's no turning back and that you can't necessarily change your mind. 
I think it's often more stemming from a place where we want to avoid consequences. For me, it stemmed from a place where I want to avoid consequences. And so I would rather do something because I've agreed to do it instead of dealing with the consequences of disappointing someone or feeling like maybe I failed because now I'm changing my mind and the outcomes will then change. And so that's the repercussions of what I need to deal with. Lastly, is that we all make mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes. Again, there's this idea that it's okay to make a mistake as long as you learn from it. But what if we don't? What if we don't learn from that mistake? And what if we continue to make that very mistake over and over again? Like, is that maybe also okay? Um, I think it is. I think it is okay because you'll continue to make that mistake until one day you don't. I think you'll you'll stop making that mistake once you've grown enough, learned enough, accepted yourself enough that you can stop making that mistake. And and that takes practice. And so I think that this idea of, well, we've made a mistake, we've learned from it, and so we need to never make that mistake again is really not something that's sustainable or reasonable for any human being. Okay, that's it. It's a lot, it's scary, and it's hard. And so I want you to to really try and remind yourself wherever you are in whatever situation you are today as you're listening to this that you too can do hard things and we can all continue to learn and to practice to do hard things your hard thing might look different from my hard thing so hard things for some people is dealing with trauma for some people hard things are going through a divorce or a separation and for some people hard things are showing up for for work and actually doing a good job and and dealing with challenging colleagues and sometimes hard things in life is dealing with someone who's just passed away hard things can be looking at yourself in the mirror and and finding a way to feel good when really you hate what you see and and it's not something that you feel comfortable with hard things can be being a parent and just getting your child to survive throughout the day and being bathed and fed and done their homework and got into school and everyone's back safely hard things look different hard things does not necessarily have to only be the extreme hard things doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're not coping at all we can go through things and cope with life but still find it hard and and i hope that that today's episode is a reminder of that that wherever you find yourself you too can do hard things If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe on your desired platform. I will be so grateful if you're willing to take the time to rate this podcast so that you can continue to learn more about various topics related to your mental health and well-being. 